stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome back. We are breaking up with our BS. This is episode number 121. And once again, I am JDK Winnikin. And once again, I am Tani Santabria. And thank you for spending a little bit of time with us today as we move through yet another story that might be keeping us limited. Today's going to be a little bit different. I think we've got a lot of different things we might be talking about. But but essentially, it's going to be good vibes only. Um, we'll see where that takes us. <laughs> Um, but before that, uh, please, if any of our episodes have helped you with um, any part of, you know, your own BS stories, please uh, offer a review or share with a friend or subscribe. That would be fantastic. Um, and we would appreciate that. So with that, JD, how are you? And good vibes only. Yeah, it's interesting that this comes up. Um, I'm I'm doing okay. I've got some friends going through some tough things. I mentioned it last week. And, and so there's... Mm -hmm. I'm feeling some grief this week and um, some sadness and things like that. So good vibes is not exactly what I would describe uh, that I'm going through at the same time um, as it is when, when friends and loved ones pass away, there can be a lot of different feelings about it. And so I have a lot of gratitude, a lot of appreciation. Um, and there's real beauty in how this is all, you know, unfolding for my friends and their family. So there's a lot, but it's interesting that good vibes only because I'm like, I don't think me trying to put a positive good vibes spin on this for myself or anybody else would be very helpful right now. So, and if sure. that's the case, then chances are good vibes only <laughs> might not always pretty, as limits. Pretty limiting. Yeah. Pretty limiting, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's, that's the part. That's the part. So, so then we, we, we aren't able to experience the fullness of, all of the different emotions and feeling states that we would have as a result of our experiences here, mm -hmm. you know, while we're here. So yeah, good vibes only, pretty limiting. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> limiting. And, you know, and again, it's one of those sayings that kind of gets thrown around, like, you know, good vibes only, good vibes only. And, and yes, but, I mean, but to invent it or to use it as a way to, paper over something as if somehow that's better. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, the don't worry, be happy conversation we had last week, you know, in yeah. that sense that, that not, not accepting that worry is a thing, or in this case for this week, not accepting that grief is a thing. And that doesn't have good vibes to it. I think puts us in a spot where we're disconnecting ourselves from what's really going on and from the experience of going through that. Cause all those things that aren't good vibes only, those types of things, grief and others that are real emotion, they're important to experience. Well, they're they're going to be experienced. Right. Whether we like it or not, right? right. It's just a matter of whether or not we're supposed to put on a mask, oh, yeah. right? The good vibes only mask. Mm -hmm. um, are we, you know, people people want want us want us to put the mask on. We. we uh, or we want to put the mask on ourselves, or we've been taught to put the mask on, you know, so that we don't, um, you know, make anything heavy for anybody else. Mm -hmm. And and so then it really limits our ability to talk about real. We've got to just be have our mask on and just pretend. 
and force ourselves. And then at the end of the day, when, when we're silent and we're resting our head on our pillow, that's when all of the emotion, you know, it's like, that's when the emotion can be felt. Mm -hmm. Well, that's when I want to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really tired too, you know? So, and we know sleep's really important, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just a, a, an odd thing that we've got to hold it all in until we're by ourselves and then we can unmask and feel it all. Yeah. When, you know, the, it's, it's interesting. I putting our head down on the pillow and all, I think I can certainly relate to, to that. Um, having done that, holding all those things in until the last possible minute where you really literally can't, can't really ignore it anymore, you know, if you want to sleep. And yet it's this huge dose of, of a, a big surge in what's in our body when we're, when we're releasing like that, you know, and not ideal necessarily for, for effective sleep in that moment, you know, and to me, what comes up when you mention that is if I were to, you know, if we're good vibes only these types of things and, and don't share these things or don't express them or don't experience them, we miss out on so many opportunities. It seems to me to really connect over those shared things, you know, talking with my friend yesterday about his situation, there was, I mean, we both <laughs> like, this is terrible. This is not what either of us wanted. And this is really sad and really upsetting and really unexpected. And we both felt that. And there were a lot of tears shed and a lot of, um, and a lot of emotion with it, you know, and then also with that, some, some laughing and looking back on, on better times, you know, and, um, you know, things that we appreciated about our friend and, and, and that type of thing. And if I'm, if I good vibes only all that, I miss that. I miss the connection with somebody else in the same spot as me feeling the same thing that shared, um, almost, I don't even know what word to give it, Tawny, the, the shared, the shared presence of we're going through the same thing and we feel the same thing. And there was real comfort in that. And I don't think you can get that if you good vibes only in that situation. I don't think you get there. Well, and, and in that kind of situation that we do give ourselves a little bit more permission mm. to not be in good vibes only in that kind of a situation. Like when it's extreme and intense, I think we do give each other more permission mm. to experience, especially if we're both going through it at the same time. Um, because it's a close person, um, or family member, something like this, where you've got two people going through that similar experience, we do a, a better job, of uh, being able to connect through those kinds of experiences. Um, it's, it's some of the ones that aren't so intense or clear where we aren't comfortable, yeah. um, or don't, or, or if we're not going through a shared experience, the person who's not going through it sometimes feels like they need to say something, but it's like, Oh, may help them to feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always like, Oh, I got to help feel better. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I love that question. When people, when people t- tell me, Oh, I was just trying to make them feel better. Why? <laughs> and they <laughs> well, blink. Is that, what? <laughs> what? Isn't that what we're supposed to do? Make them feel better. <laughs> Does it even work? Yeah. No, it doesn't. it doesn't. So that, that's the part, right? So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I've done that, you know, where you want somebody to feel better. And, and in my case, a lot of times I think it was more about me wanting to not worry about them, you know, or mm-hmm. wanting to, wanting it to go away. So the discomfort isn't there or, you know, mm-hmm. those types of things. 
when um when yeah it really doesn't doesn't work in my experience <laughs> that making them feel better it's it's at i think at best there could be a temporary distraction from something you know and it's not that that's necessarily bad but um too much of that or depending on what it is i guess i don't know it's just not very authentic it just feels weird to me good vibes only you know it just it seems outside the realm really or a narrowing of the realm of human experience more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're more comfortable with good vibes mm-hmm. than we are with bad vibes. Mm-hmm. So we want that comfort and we're going to have that messaging then that's going to create that. And, and so that's why that happens, but yeah, you're right. Like it, it then it doesn't lend itself very well to understanding the fullness of ourselves the right. fullness of our experiences mm-hmm. and being able to even overcome or grow through or get to a place on our own where we feel better mm-hmm. um, because life is coming back together. Um, and yeah, we, we want to push that feeling better mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. And you know, it's, it has me thinking um, and I've been thinking about it for a little while now, but particularly in light of our last couple of subjects on this show, that, um, you know, where, where positivity, where's the dividing line when we talk about positivity and its importance in things, and it really is something that's celebrated, right? Positivity, positivity overcomes so many things we hear it time and time again. Where's the line between where that is good to keep in mind and to have, and when it becomes what some people call toxic positivity. Um, and in that, because we've talked about it before, people focus on, I just want to be happy or I wanted them to feel better in this case. Or when it went to the point where you can ask a question like that, Tani, like why? And you get blinks and disbelief and, you know, synapses misfiring for a few seconds. That tells me something that there's something about positivity that we're not, that isn't in balance or isn't in perspective or isn't, I don't even know what the right word is. I'm just wondering where you come down on that kind of thing. Cause it seems problematic to me in the way we're talking about. It. Uh, I, um, I'm much more of a realist. Like they say, you know, you know what I mean? Like I just had to put that in there. Right. Like, no, but, um, nice. yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that, I, I'm not against positivity. Right. 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 If we're going to be, you know, it's going where it's bedtime and we're going to, we have a choice to, you know, have some thoughts that are, you know, more helpful than, than, than less helpful, then choose the more helpful ones. Mm. Definitely. If you're sort of just like, you know, okay, I could think this way, or I could think this way. Um, you know, well, might as well choose positivity if these are sort of like not overtaking you either way. Mm-hmm. So definitely feel like they're a little bit more useful than something that's negative, right? But mm-hmm. if we don't really connect with this, here's here's the trouble with positive affirmations. If we don't, if there's if there's not some kind of believability in them for ourselves, like there's so many different statements out there, positive affirmations, we can go look, we can go Google, we can find the ones that we like. And oftentimes our friends are sending us these and, and, and they can be very helpful, right? Sure. They can be very helpful. But if they're not ones, not all of them are gonna resonate with all of us equally or be as believable to all of us equally, right? Mm -hmm. There's some that sort of hit you at the heart. Yeah, They hit you at the heart and, oh, I feel this one. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this might be one to play with here because mm-hmm. I feel it. These ones that we just sort of like the words, the words, the words, and um, you know, just you know, I, I can't even think of any right now, but they're all over the place. We could Google a couple of them real quick, probably mm-hmm. talk about them. But um, the ones that aren't felt, don't use them. Don't play with them. Don't try to make them yours. Mm. Um, because that's that's the hiccup is that we think, okay, just focus on this, you're gonna feel better. Well, right. not necessarily. Right. We, we want it unique to ourselves, one that has meaning for ourselves before we try to, you know, put a whole lot of pressure on ourselves to make this one work. Mm-hmm. And we do this. Yeah. And we, and it's, I sometimes feel like what happens is we, we send them around hoping that they're going to stick, right? They're going to just, or collect them, pull them in, pull them in, pull them in, put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up. And, um, you know, and there are times, I guess, where we can be talking ourselves into these things. You know, we put these up and we're trying to talk ourselves into them. Well, um, if they're worthy of being talked into. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I think that our, we, there has to be some part of us that that believes it to some degree to work with it. It can't be we, we just so, um, not that we disagree with it, but there's just not a part that we can like grab onto and believe in this moment. Those aren't the ones that are the right timing. So, but, but yes, there, you know, the messaging, we get messaging all the time, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. whether we think we don't, or we think we, we get messages all the time. So you're much, we're, we're, we're better off um, messaging to ourselves, mm-hmm. something that is going to be uh, where, where, we, what we'd like to experience mm-hmm. and that there's some kind of resonation or some kind of connection with it. We're, we're, we're way better than doing that. We're way better doing that because we're going to get messages somewhere. Right. So we might as well choose what we're allowing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so I, I guess in that sense, shuffling through the cards, if you will, <laughs> you know, 52, 52 affirmation cards, like a deck of cards and, you know, the ones that work best is, is better than the alternative, I guess. Yeah, they're going to be more useful. They're yeah. going to be more helpful. What works for you might not be right. What works for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's, there's, there are so many, um, while you were talking, I just did a, I just did mm-hmm. a quick, they're all, it's my, my laptop practically exploded with all the options of positive affirmations mm-hmm. or quotes. Um, mm-hmm. top of the list of course is, um, all of Oprah's list, you know, so she's always, she's always got them. Um, you know, and it's, and again, not to, not necessarily to pick on any of these individual ones, but, um, even as I'm just scrolling through them, there, some of are ones that are familiar, right. That we see a lot. Other ones, you know, some resonate a few more than others, you know, with that. That's, that's interesting. And I, I, I wonder to what degree, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily look inward for those types of things. We look, we look at things outward, right? Cause we have messages coming at us. So the messages come, we evaluate them, we take them in, we assess them, we reject them, we push them aside, we contemplate them. Uh, I know for me, it was important to take a look at what I had to say on some of these things, not just get information from the outside. I don't know if that's a false distinction here or not, but it was just something I was thinking about as you were talking. Yeah, I I don't think we actually do a lot of assessing. Mm. 
I, I don't, I think we, we get messages even when we don't think we're getting messages. <laughs> we get messages from movies, mm. from TV, from books, from news, from the news, from social media. We're getting messages all the time. We're not assessing and evaluating all of these. Mm. We're taking them in. We're letting them inside our thinking space, our heart, our you know body. And, and half the time, we don't even know where some of the things we think or believe or feel connected to even came from in the first place. So we were contending with that first. And then, yes, we've been conditioned to always look externally for information about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We we haven't been taught to really tune in and listen deeply Mm -hmm. to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, and there's a lot in there when we do. you know, I, I've, I've been very interested the last few years in, in, you know, it, and not to get this into a conceptual conversation, but, you know, sort of Jungian looks at, at the psyche and things like that and archetypes and that type of stuff. I find that fascinating. One of the things that I always see in that is how many, how many things that, that roll through our common language, our common understanding that are, um, that have some sort of underpinning in that type of messaging or a lot of it messaging, right? Without us even being aware of it to the point that there's entire disciplines dedicated to helping us unpack what these are, Jungian being just one of them, right? And how it works and how it works with us. Um, but yeah, I mean, me giving myself too much credit on the end for parceling things out is pretty standard for me. So thanks for calling me on that. <laughs> I'm just, I just trying to be real. No, right? you pointed it out. Um, no, no? It's, it's true. Cause when you, cause when you think about it more broadly, yes, I mean, it's constant. To the point that, and I think that's what, you know, Jungians and others talk about is the things that we assume are real and fundamental and inherent aren't necessarily, right? Their their messaging, their understandings, their practices, their assumptions built over time, built over centuries, um, you know, as part of the condition of being human and the human story. Um, But, you know, that's one of the things that's always stood out to me about our conversations and about the type of work that we do and, and working in presence is that we don't. We're working against conditioning that tells us that doesn't encourage us to go inward and to look inside and to really do what you laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we're talking about it and, and hopefully, you know, a couple people out there are saying, Hey, you know, I want to kind of know a little bit more about myself more deeply, like, like <laughs> underneath mm-hmm. all of that conditioning and learning underneath all of the expectations and the shoulds and all of that. Like we don't want to spend, cause that's not who we really are. Mm-hmm. We don't want to spend a lot of time listening to that. Yeah. Cause I want to make sure that when we say listening to yourself, we are listening to the monologue mm-hmm. of our daily thoughts. We are doing this. Mm-hmm. We're not listening very, uh, very much you know, very deeply underneath them to sort of understand who we really are underneath all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's the listening that is important. Uh, but it, but we were never taught to do that. So sometimes it feels like it's, there's just a blank space there. Like yeah. there's nothing there. I got nothing. Yeah. And not knowing what, what does that mean? What to do? Like what, what is that all, what does it all suggest? I mean, that, and that type of confusion or that type of absence um, 
can produce its own set of reactions and responses, anxiety, you know, um, disconnection, disassociation. I mean, I've, I've seen it, I've experienced it. You know, that that's, that's the other side that comes out of this with good vibes only, um, to hold so tightly to that, um, is open, opens up the possibility of going to places where numbing and escapism is really what's happening instead. And there is nothing at the end of that road, but problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've talked about that so many times, sort of like, I, I think, I think the big thing is like, if we haven't spent a whole lot of time with ourselves, understanding ourselves more deeply, mm -hmm. it, expect it to feel blank. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, okay, I, it's this unfamiliar. I don't even know what this is supposed to feel like. What am I supposed to hear? What am I supposed to notice? What mm -hmm. am, what is, well, who am, you know, all of these things, like it's going to feel probably quite blank or just like there's a wall. Yeah. Um, so that, that practice of just being in your body right now, even if it's just with your breath, mm -hmm. that small practice every day, kind of, it's, you know, sort of like learning how to ride a bike, you know, just like, okay, I, this feels so weird. I'm never going to be able to balance on this dang bike. <laughs> yep. So we go to the, you know, the training wheels. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I'm getting a little bit, I kind of can, I kind of can feel it when I get a little bit of air off of the, mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, from the training wheels, I sort of for a second, oh, but then I land on the training wheel. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So having those momentary sort of like, oh, I think, ah, oh, it's gone. Yeah. Just continuing the practice. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so interesting is there's no, and I've tried it for a long time and I haven't heard anybody, anybody else be able to verbalize what that shift between not knowing how to balance and you have the training wheels and then suddenly you can, nobody can really describe what changes. Nobody can really describe what shifts. All of a sudden you just do it. It experiences mm -hmm. you. Then suddenly you do it and you practice it. You know, I was so excited the first time when I learned how to ride a bike, I was a little later to the game and I was very self-conscious about it. So I was trying really hard on my own and then I realized I could do it. And once I realized I could do it, I was so stunned that I did it that I probably crashed. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but then got up and did it again, right? Suddenly, you, once you know it, once you've done it, you can go, okay, I've had that experience. And, and what we know, obviously, is what happens in that moment, learn to ride a bike, is your body remembers how. It finds that spot and it can bring you back to it, mm -hmm. you know? And that's a, it's a really interesting kind of parallel that, we've, mm -hmm. that you've come across here. Yeah. And you think about this, no one, well, maybe somebody has. Um, but typically we would all agree that you, we wouldn't learn how to ride a bike by just thinking more about it. Mm. We wouldn't do this. Okay. <laughs> just think about riding a bike. You, okay. So here's your practice for today. Think about riding the bike. Right. You'll be fine. We, we wouldn't do this. No, we, we would wouldn't. know that's crazy talk. Right. So, but this is what we do about all the other things. Oh, let me just think, I'm going to think about it some more. Oh, and I go, Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you going to think about it some more? How's that going to work? Yeah. What are you going to find? <laughs> I mean, like you've already been thinking about this whole thing. Like, mm -hmm. why don't, why don't we, you know, just talk about like maybe doing something different instead of just thinking about it some more. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. But because because that's not going to usually land us where we're actually looking to go. Right. Right. You know, and, and there's there's other examples too from childhood that stand out. Learning learning how to write and to read, learning what the the letter A is, what the letter D is, what the letter F and Z and W and how all those work and then associating them and putting them together in formats that learn, turn into words that we then give meaning and then we have to learn how to sound them out and put them together and then eventually we're anticipating them. It's the same thing. You don't think about learning how to read and how to write. You, there is some thinking involving with that and certainly at the front end, you got to be concentrating what you're doing and, and maybe taking in a, cons- a concept that's helpful or a, a saying that can help you do it. But the entire idea is to do it, and over time, that repetitiveness and the creativity and the function of it starts to do it to the point that when you learn how, you look at anything and you read it automatically. So you see, you know, you see a sign when you're driving down the road, you see the stop sign, you read stop automatically, and to the point where it's impossible to stop yourself unless you're just not going to look. At something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And I think that's where finding, going back to the affirmations, right? Finding ones that resonate, that repetitiveness mm-hmm. with those can be really helpful. Yeah. Because at first it's like, okay, I believe this like 10%. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as we believe it just a tiny bit, we can work with it. Mm-hmm. And over time, that repetition, we might get to where we're believing it 70 or 80 or 90 or maybe fully for ourselves. And that can make a big difference in how we're talking to ourselves. Yeah. And experiencing our experiences also. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that takes a studious, um, not studious, but an awareness that good vibes only is <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> no, that's not going to do it. Yeah, that's not going to do it. Mm-mm. Except in, you know, maybe, you know, it, I don't know. There's so much we could go into here, but we're already, we're already out of time. Oh my goodness. That already. One, that one went fast. Well, thanks so much, mm-hmm. Tani, for that one. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Thank you. Yep. And thank you for listening to this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Remember, if you missed any of this episode or any of our other 120 other episodes. You can find this as a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing it with your friends, your family, your social networks, anybody you think could benefit from maybe taking the opportunity to look under those stories that Tony was talking about earlier and see what might be beneficial for them in doing so. Uh, We will see you again soon. Until then, I am JDK Winnikin. And I am Tony Santa Maria. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that, Kenjanio? Yeah. I'm in my groove. Here we go.